Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Saturday, March 11th. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, to be honest, today we're talking about beef and what the Wisconsin Beef Council is doing with your beef checkoff dollars that also helps to benefit the dairy industry. Morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Youngke along with you. Welcome to the month of March. And so far, it looks like it's going to be a little bit warmer but still just as complicated as far as precipitation is concerned. Cloudy skies on the way as we kick off March. We've got a chance of rain and snow showers this morning. High temperatures are going to touch out around 48 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy skies and a little colder, probably 35. Friday, cloudy skies and a little bit more snow back in the forecast, probably in the afternoon, 34 the expected high. The weekend will keep us in about the same type of mixture. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist, of course, checking in with those weather-related details in about 15 minutes. We're also going to find out details on what's happening with the auction business with Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group. I look at this dairy cow, and again, it's the animal that I love. The things that this dairy cow can do and the way that she can produce milk, to me, there is no substitute for milk in the world. And to be able to keep cows and help cows produce that for people, to me, that's a privilege. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Take a trip to the grocery store and you'll pay record high prices for food while multinational corporations rake in massive profits. Meanwhile, the farmer's share of the food dollar is only 15 cents. Farmers Union is fighting for laws in the Farm Bill, like a competition title that promote fair markets. A healthy and vibrant food system is possible, but we can't get there without fairness for farmers. Visit fairnessforfarmers.org, paid for by National Farmers Union. Representing Wisconsin's farmers at a national level isn't for everyone, but for one woman, it was her dream. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Olivia Roth is a Wisconsin youth who is serving on the National Farmers Union Youth Advisory Council. She helps to promote policy and better the future of Wisconsin farmers. She explains how her family's values are what led her to this opportunity. I am a 20-year-old college student. I'm currently attending the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. I'm studying English with a minor in Spanish. And I'm from a small town in the southern part of Wisconsin. It's called Albany. And there I live on my family's um, small local farm where we raise sheep and chickens and sometimes pigs. Um, And we just do all kinds of local stuff. We um, sell eggs, produce, that kind of stuff to uh, local people in the area. And we've lived there for about eight years now, um, all of which we've been working on the farm and slowly building up um, the types of uh, farming procedures and animals and stuff that we have there. How did you become involved in the Wisconsin Farmers Union? 
So my family was actually, we were some of the founding members of our chapter of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, which is the South Central chapter. When we moved to the area initially, my mom had found a group of women that were part of the Soil Sisters group, um, which is in that area. And they decided that they wanted to start a, a chapter of the Wisconsin Farmers Union down in the South Central part of the state. And so we had just moved and we were like, oh, my gosh, this is a perfect opportunity. We're going to join um, because everything that the Farmers Union stands for is stuff that my family believes in. I mean, it's fairness for farmers. It's quality food. It's local businesses. It's cooperation. It's all that good stuff. And so I've been a member for eight years now, um, almost nine. And it's been incredible. I mean, I grew up in the youth program. So I would go to camp and I would do like the youth activities and stuff that were curriculum curated by the state of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. And it's been great. I mean, I've done it for so many years and I cannot imagine my life without it. You are currently serving on the National Youth Advisory Council. Can you talk about how did you get to be on the council? As a youth member of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, I grew up going to the summer camp up in Chippewa Falls. It was the best part of my summers growing up, and I absolutely adored it. So when I found out that I had the chance to go to the National Farmers Union All-States Leadership Camp, I was absolutely thrilled. And when I was there, I realized that, hey, like, when you go to all states, you have the chance to run for this National Youth Advisory Council, or NIAC. And that is something that a lot of the staff who worked at the Wisconsin Farmers Union State Summer Camp, um, a lot of them were on NIAC when they were my age. And I saw them doing that. I saw these role models in my life who had pursued this path. And when it, the opportunity was presented to me, I thought, hey, this could be really, really cool. And so I decided to run. So the process that goes into determining whether or not someone will be on the National Youth Advisory Council is Everyone at the camp on the second to last night will give a speech if you're interested in running. Um, you'll give that speech to everyone at the camp, all the staff, the campers, everyone there, and then there's a voting process. And the six people who get the most votes uh, win, and then they serve a year-long term on this council. I got elected at the end of June of 2022, so I'll serve all the way through June of 2023 when the next All-States camp is. What have you done so far in your role on the National Youth Advisory Council? I've gotten to do so many fun things. Um, this opportunity has opened so many doorways to things I probably would never have gotten to experience otherwise. Um, so some of the big things that you get to do as a member of NIAC are attend the National Farmers Union Legislative DC Fly-In, which was held in this past September. And what we did there was we actually got to go talk to uh, national senators and representatives, all types of legislators about rural and farm policy issues and things that the Farmers Union organization as a whole cares about. And 
Another thing that we are able to do is go to the National Farmers Union National Convention, and that's going to be held in March in San Francisco. Um, the location of the National Convention changes every single year, but this year it's in San Francisco, which is really exciting because I've never been to California before, so I'll get to go to that. And then also I will have a chance to to help plan and run the next all states leadership camp this coming summer is that part of your main role or take me through what your role is now being on the council you have to do all these fun things but what is your objective part of what the other five members of the council and myself do is advocate for agriculture um, especially among young people we want to bring awareness to it and help people understand what's going on so we represent the entirety of the farmers union youth organization um, the six of us and we talk to people about it we get to speak at the national convention um, about what farmers union does and what it means to us but the main goal is to bring awareness and you know um, have a really active role in agriculture and spreading awareness about it so you mentioned the upcoming convention do you guys help plan with that or are you guys just planning the youth part so we'll be planning mostly the youth part um, and then we'll be helping out as volunteers at the actual convention. Um, and what happens at the convention is uh, national policy is decided for the organization. So it's like what the organization believes in, um, the different things that the national level wants to focus on. And that happens as a very formal policy discussion with delegation from Farmers Union members from across the entire country. And we'll get to sit in on that and listen and observe the process, how that happens. But we'll also help out with like administrative stuff, um, you know, like making sure people are where they need to be at certain times, setting stuff up, and just behind the scenes stuff as well. Can you take me through your duties in preparing for the All States Camp? So All States is a leadership camp. So it's aimed at young adults who have completed the Farmers Union Youth Program and who are looking to um, meet other Farmers Union youth members from across the country. So because it is such a wide range of individuals who attend, you get to meet all sorts of different people. Um, and what we do there is we have cooperation activities, we have leadership activities, and all kinds of like farmers union education stuff that is interspersed with like bonding and connection. So for my my role, as along with the rest of the council, is to plan those activities. So we've done a couple planning sessions already, and we'll continue to do that as we move forward and get closer to the summertime. But we've reached out to people about coming to speak at camp. Um, we have come up with games to play. We've come up with uh, like discussion questions and topics to debate with the campers. Um, and of course, you know, just fun stuff. Like we do theme nights every year. So there's a dress up theme for each night of the week that will be there. So we get to do this kind of like fun extracurricular stuff as well too. How do you plan to use what you learn in this experience and your education, as you mentioned, you're in college, moving forward to really better the agriculture industry? 
I plan to be involved in Farmers Union for as long as I possibly can. Like I said, I come from a small family farm in a very rural area, and I think that these experiences, getting to go to big cities and talk to people from across the entire country about farming and agriculture, have really given me a lot of new perspectives that I probably wouldn't have considered or gotten otherwise. So just having that extra level of awareness and knowledge that has been imparted upon me from this is going to be absolutely instrumental and crucial in my path forward. That was Olivia Roth, Wisconsin member of the National Farmers Union Youth Advisory Council. To learn more, go to nfu.org. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wisconsin Farm Bureau leadership opportunities have benefited me in multiple ways. Right now, I'm a member of the Farm Bureau Leadership Institute, and I always thought I was a good public speaker. And then we went through some of that training in our very first session, and I had these aha moments that I'm going to use when I am promoting agriculture to consumer groups. WFBF.com. You should reach out to them. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy, and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Here we go, off on a March 1st Wednesday, and glad you're along with us. Time for a check-in on weather, brought to you courtesy Compere Financial. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, joining us this morning. Yeah, little flakes in the Madison area, just enough so you can barely notice it. Hasn't really changed our driving traction or anything like that, but I'm kind of looking forward to the temperatures today. We're supposed to warm up again, aren't we, Stu? Another very mild day, Pam, and I'll share the big news today. Yes. I saw the I saw the first robin yesterday. Cut it out. I'm not talking about was, it. You're not talking about a picture now, right? No, I was in Milwaukee. I walked out of a site, looked at the tree right there by the door. There sat this robin. I said, "Are you frozen in that tree?" And it <laughs> turned its head and looked at me and flapped off. 
Yeah, well, he's probably going to be looking for a crusty worm here pretty quick then because um, he might be the first of, uh, well, are we going to get a flock of robins soon with the way this weather is going to warm up? I'm crossing my fingers. I'm ready for spring. Bring them on. Let them all move home. (laughs) Well, but there's going to be some snow, very light, if anything, especially in southern Wisconsin. But the radar is still indicating some snow up on the Wisconsin-UP border uh, around Green Bay, northern parts of the Fox Valley, further back into central parts of Minnesota and North Dakota this morning. That low is still going to move east. It's still making its way on the north-south Dakota-Minnesota border area, heading east and northeast over toward Wisconsin. So I do expect more clouds today and then some precipitation, especially a little snow chance as we head toward midday, maybe rain, snow, lacrosse, or Mauston. Otherwise, I think the rest of us talk about a snow chance by later this afternoon or just into the evening hours, ending in eastern Wisconsin by this evening, just a little after dark. Not a big deal. Trace amounts. There's some talk of maybe an inch or two uh, north of I-90 looking up toward the toward Wausau in that area, the rest of us only going to talk about some much lighter precipitation, and that system clears out. The wind's a bit variable today. East, they become more west or southwest later on, turning back into the north, keeping that cooler air. We have a very mild day today, as Pam kind of indicated. It does cool down a bit tomorrow, still like normal for this time of the year. And then we have to look at the next system that builds up from the southwest. A low that I expect will make its way on toward Missouri, maybe even up towards southern Iowa. And as we move through later Friday and into Friday night, could mean some snow, some rain and snow. The heaviest precipitation expected in far southeast Wisconsin. That's if that system stays on the track it's supposed to or the one we see it at right now. We'll watch it as we push toward the end of the week. I'd expect we all may see just a little snow with that system kind of grazing southeast Wisconsin. But that chance exists for us as we wrap up the week later Friday or Friday night. And then we dry it out, and in the weekend, expect a little more of that mild air, some upper 30s or lower 40s to return. That sounds pretty nice indeed, a pretty fair spring-type weekend in early March, no doubt there. But we also then have to look for a bit of a chance of some rain and snow as we wrap it up late Sunday or on toward Monday. That may change. A little more moisture could edge in. I'll have forecast details right after this. As that sandwich got a little predictable, well, kick it up a notch with a visit to Bavaria Sausage. Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew. They're looking for you Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, at their retail location, corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg, or always available online, BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. You know, just about the time you think you know everything that's held within the doors and online under Bavaria Sausage, you get a surprise. Like when you take a look at all the deli meats and cheeses that they've got waiting for you, all with that real old world authentic flavor. They've got salami, mustard seed, peppercorn, picante, all of it with that Bavarian Hungarian flair. And don't forget about some of those other appetizers that you might want to treat yourself to. Herring, fish, caviar, salmon. It's all in one place, and they're ready to serve you with a smile. BavariaSausage.com or Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, face-to-face. Bavaria Sausage at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. All right, buddy, whether we're going to Fitchburg or wherever we're going, today looks like not a bad travel day.
No, shouldn't be a bad day. That chance of a little snow, maybe a rain-snow mix out there, especially off to the northwest, La Crosse and Mauston. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update includes that light precipitation and otherwise a mostly cloudy day. Not too windy and very fine. Some mid-40s, many places we could see near 48 or better at Madison, warm in the south. East winds about 5 to 10 become southwest and west later today. Overnight, under a mostly cloudy sky, we fall back toward the mid and upper 20s. West winds become north at 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy Thursday, a very normal early March day at 38. The northeast winds will be around 5 to 10. And then Friday, cloudy, becoming a bit more windy. And some snow developing toward the afternoon. Could be a little rain snow in southeast Wisconsin. Look for a breezy day with the high in the mid-30s. And the east winds at 10 to 20, gusting near 30, Pam. That chance of a mix of precipitation lingers to Friday night. And then we dry it out into the weekend. It sounds nice again. Oh, I'm with you, though. The more robins I see, the better I'll feel. I'd like to turn the page and start talking about spring. Absolutely. It's time Yeah, Isn't in it? my mind. Well, I was going to say, what is the f- official start of spring? Do you remember the date off the top of your head? I love catching uh, you like what this. Are, in the 20th or 21st of March, we're uh, getting there. Oh, yeah. 21st March, isn't that National Ag Day? That would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, all right. Ah. I'm glad we lean on each other the way we do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot of stuff sometimes. Some, sometimes. All right, buddy. See you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. See ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details and more. All brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. They are your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Yellowstone, Glacier National Park, and the Grand Tetons. That's where we're headed next on our agriculture adventure. Hi, everybody. I'm Pam Yankee, inviting you to join us August 14th through the 23rd. We'll start in Montana, where we make our first agriculture stop at Big Sky Orchards and take a tour of this family-run hops farm. In Glacier National Park, we board classic red vintage touring cars for an exciting drive along the park's famous Going to the Sun Road. Later, we spend time in both Yellowstone and the Grand Teton National Parks, taking in the magnificent beauty. In Wyoming, we visit Mead Ranch, where the Mead family has raised cattle on the same land in Jackson Hole for over 100 years. And lastly, we stop at the Monk Family Farm, a dairy located in Utah's beautiful Cache Valley. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword PAM, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show. Or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure. I'd love to have you join us. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. 
Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Collini Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flaps. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Now, a normal baseball game is like three hours and five minutes. New pitch clock era, two hours and 21 minutes. You don't like the, uh, the pitch yeah, clock. Yeah, and then a lot of the games over the weekend, they were pretty much ranging from about two hours and 15 minutes to about two hours and 45 minutes, kind of in that two and a half hour uh, time frame. Cut back like 30 to 40 minutes. Now, I'm not a big fan of it. There's a few reasons why, but all of a sudden you're getting additional balls or strikes where if the batter is not in and ready to go in this time frame. It's an automatic strike. strike. If the pitcher doesn't throw it in the time frame, it's an automatic ball. No, you have to be in your delivery. The ball doesn't have to be out of your hand, but you have to be in your delivery as the clock hits zero. Now, there were a few big to-dos with this new rule here already in the first few days of spring training because there was one where bases were loaded, 3-2 count, and the pitcher didn't get the pitch off in time. Turns out to be an automatic walk. There's oh. a run. Now, it doesn't matter in spring training, yeah. but that's something that we could see. Or the flip side from that, you could say, okay, bases are la- loaded, 3-2 count. Batter's not in the box. St- automatic strike three. Shrink. Which both happened over the weekend. Now, the reason that really, the one thing that really bugged me, it, it just doesn't seem like baseball. Getting a free ball or a free strike. There's a quickness to it, obviously. 
The one thing that bugged me was there was a pitcher who they threw him a baseball, right? And he grabbed it. You know how they like to rub it down? Because those balls are pretty slick when they're brand new. Yeah. And even for safety purposes, if you got a guy throwing 98 and it's slick. You don't want that in your head. Yeah, you don't want that in your brain. Mm-mm. He rubs it down a little bit, but he's got, he's got the timer. They didn't reset the clock. Oh, really? And he asked for a new ball. And also, it's still so the, ticking. So the clock was still ticking, and the umpire throws him a new ball, and he grabs it, and then he starts to rub that one down. And, and it's not like this is taking two minutes. It was, no. hey, they threw him the ball. He didn't like it. He rubbed it down a little bit. He threw it out. They asked for another one. They threw him it, but the clock never reset. It's still ticking. So it was still ticking, and then he rubs it down, gets on the mound. He's getting pretty close to throwing it, and then it goes off. Ump comes from behind home plate, stops it, goes, nope, that's a ball. Ball. I, I don't like it. All right, so here's some, it just doesn't feel like baseball. Here's some numbers for you. Uh, the average time of the first 35 spring training games was two hours and 38 minutes. That's 23 minutes faster than last year's average springtime, uh, spring training game, excuse me, and 25 minutes faster than last year's average regular season nine-inning game. And my thing with, like, trying to – Baseball is trying to bring in more casual fans, which I get it. If you want to continue to grow the sport, you got to have more casual fans because not everyone can be a, a diehard. But at the same time, I feel like you're losing a little bit. Like it just feels well, like it's sped up. And when baseball began a couple years after the Civil War. Yeah, less than a decade after the Civil War. I mean, they've changed the game that started a decade after the Civil War. <laughs> Maybe it's time for some updates then. I, I, it just feels like you're trying to speed up your product. Like, well, that's exactly what they're trying to do. Have you, have you ever, have you ever thought to yourself, man, this Badger game's too long or this Packer game is too long? I've thought that sometimes in Badger games where it's a close game and they have all their timeouts and there's 30 seconds left. I was like, my God. I meant like football. No. And those are all three to three and a half hours long. Yeah. It's because you like the sport. Yeah, I feel like you can only do so much to keep, to, to keep the casual fan. And one way would be, I don't know, maybe actually put your superstars out there. Because, again, Mike Trout could walk down State Street and hardly anyone would recognize him. No, He's yeah. the best baseball player in this era. Mm-hmm. That's more on their marketing. Like I, they have to do a better job. The game hasn't changed. So they're trying to get more excitement into it by more, a- like action, more action faster, is I think what they're trying to do. Now... I actually don't think once they, you know, we have a month and a half to get this down. I don't think other than speed up the game that this pitch clock, once they get it all figured out, is going to have a huge deal. I don't think you're going to see a ton of guys see shorter games getting out of the box or they'll probably fix or at least reset the clock here brand, yeah, when a, a guy gets a new him. ball. Yeah. Now, I will say this. There is a part of me that, you know, back in the day when you had like the Ryan Bronze of the world that would step oh out of the box God. three, the glove, you know, the three times, four times in a bat. Yeah. Dude, the Velcro is fine on your glove, man. Make sure the straps are right. Yeah. The your, your cups are right. That was kind of annoying. A lady who knows overalls are fashionable every season. Aren't you taking this a bit far? The fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Well, we are changing seasons. At least it feels like it weather-wise. Welcome to the month of March. Daytime highs today could touch out around 48 degrees. Tomorrow a little cooler, about 35. Friday, 34. Then back to 38 and 40s. 
on the weekend. I'm Pam Yankee. Glad you're along with us. We still have a chance of precipitation in our forecast today, tomorrow, and Friday. That's why I figure uh, those overalls, they can be comfortable pretty much anytime you're dealing with the weather. And let's talk about what we're dealing with today. So today is the first day of March. On this day back in 1985, Herb Cole, future senator, purchased the Milwaukee Bucks. He bought them for $18 million. By 1999, the team was worth an estimated $100 million. And now you heard that one of the owners getting ready to sell the Bucks yet again. But it all started with Herb Cole purchasing them back on this day in 1985. On this day in 1932, aviator Charles Lindbergh's son is kidnapped. The toddler's abduction and death was one of the most publicized crimes of the century. Happened on this day back in 1932. Happy birthday to singer-songwriter, musician Harry Belafonte. He is 95. Roger Daltrey is 78. And the Beebs, Justin Bieber. He turns 29 years young as of today. And now you know. It's Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group. Remember that? S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Fantastic website where you can literally shop for anything you're looking for and also participate if you've got something you'd like to sell. Their toll-free number, if you want to visit with somebody and try to get uh, things cleared up as far as how to do what to do, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group is along with us again today. And we've got that uh, that consignment auction coming up in the Janesville area, although I guess we don't even have to be geographic-specific, Ashley, because those consignment sales involve people all over the place, don't they? Yeah, you know, when you have these online sales, we get the advantage of selling right off the farm. And, you know, as as we go around, you know, we're just kind of getting through all these farm shows and stuff this early uh, winter here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how farmers like to buy. That's also how they like to sell. So you get to sell it right off your farm. You get to have other farmers come to you, uh, talk about your piece, make good buying decisions, and buy direct. See, that's that's the whole idea. We're trying to encourages farmer-to-farmer trading. Yeah, and we want to remind farmers, if you've never tried this online auction, the Steffes Group is there to walk you through all the steps. I mean, it's not like I have to take my cell phone, go out and snap a picture, and it's all done, Ashley. It's a little bit more formal than that, isn't it? Well, you know, um, when when friends get to harass other people, they think that's all we do. But, yeah, it's a little more involved than that, of course. And We talk about the advertising, and we talk about... Uh, on our auctions, not just advertising an auction, but advertising individual pieces and, and marketing uh, specific for those certain things. Right, right. And getting details, that's the other thing Ashley and I were just giggling about, how many details they have to gather on, on not just a sale, but an individual piece. That's part of the puzzle. Yeah, you know, that, that'll make or break the price of equipment, and we really strive to have very good descriptions on our website. So, uh, you know, there should be nothing left uh, in a buyer's mind to know what they're buying because, uh, you know, this mm-hmm. this is their livelihood, so they got to know. Right, right. Again, if you're looking, folks, and want to just get a, a little sense of scope and all the things that the Steffes Group handles, go to steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And let's just say you're not necessarily into equipment. 
uh, I got to remind you that they've got some regular sales that are occurring online. Ashley and I just saying those online hay auctions have a tendency to get pretty popular at this time of the year when people are starting to run a little tight on uh, hay supplies. Yeah, we do. So out of our Litchfield facility, obviously, you know, we have two sales a month. Every second and fourth Tuesday is, is a hay auction. And then we have individual guys. Uh, uh, there was one last week, and it was just all the hay from one farm. Uh, he was a custom guy, and he was selling out the rest of his inventory. And, and so there's a lot of opportunities out there. And, of course, when it comes to hay, we test everything. We go through uh, DHI, and, and mm-hmm. they just... They just test it all so you know exactly what you're buying. Yeah, exactly. And remember, folks, uh, it's not like you have to be sitting at your desk to access all this information. It's also available on the Steffes Group's downloadable app. You can go to your Play Store, Apple or uh, Android, and or go to steffesgroup.com and download it there. That way, if you have something that's of interest to you, you can kind of keep tabs on it very easily no matter where you are. All right, Ashley, I know you're all over the place. Uh, We'll watch for those online auctions, those consignment sales that are coming up and catch up with you again next week, all right? All right. Talk to you later, Pam. All right. Ashley Hewitt along with us from the Steffes Group. Again, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com or pick up the phone. Talk to them. You don't believe what you're hearing? We'll talk to their staff directly. 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn with the Steffes Group. Don't change yesterday as far as our dairy markets were concerned. Barrel and block, double A butter, everything stood still. Now the commodities, they were in soft shape yesterday. We saw the December corn contract finish the day down six cents at five sixty nine. November beans dropped twenty five cents to thirteen forty seven. The July wheat was down four cents, seven thirteen. March milk up fifteen at eighteen oh one a hundredweight. So like I said, tough day yesterday as far as our commodities were concerned. Coming up next, we are going to talk about what's happening with your checkoff dollars. That means both beef and dairy producers. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Don't change yesterday as far as our dairy markets were concerned. Barrel and block, double A butter, everything stood still. Now the commodities, they were in soft shape yesterday. We saw the December corn contract finish the day down six cents at five sixty nine. November beans dropped twenty five cents to thirteen forty seven. The July wheat was down four cents, seven thirteen. March milk up fifteen at eighteen oh one a hundredweight. So like I said, tough day yesterday as far as our commodities were concerned. Coming up next, we are going to talk about what's happening with your checkoff dollars. That means both beef and dairy producers. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers.
The winter blues are almost behind us, and we can't wait to get out of the house and be more active. Sounds great, but your achy joints don't agree. Well, it's time to do something about that. Hey, it's Ebo. Stop with the steroids. Stop with the possible surgery chatter. Now there's a better way to get lasting relief. It's QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This exciting approach uses healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated, and then placed directly in your achy joint. It can restore and repair that damaged tissue and get you moving again without pain. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain. The patient satisfaction reports are incredible and there's no downtime. Listen, the old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways. If they're telling you that you need surgery, do yourself a favor and call QC Kinetics. Learn more about this all-natural alternative way to get lasting relief. No surgery, no drugs. The call is free, the consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time again for Checkoff Chat. Of course, that's a conversation brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. The Wisconsin Beef Council hard at work to make sure that they're providing educational materials, recipes, uh, a face to beef producers in a lot of circles. And, of course, their great website, don't forget, beeftips.com, where you can find a lot of resources online. We also thank our friends at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Association for coming along for the ride today. Tammy Vossen is in studio with me. She's the executive director of the Wisconsin Beef Council. And, you know, sometimes, Tammy, I try to make a point of it when I'm introducing the program. Beef Council supports not only straight beef producers, but also our dairy industry. That's a big part of what happens here in Wisconsin. And I think sometimes those dairy producers feel not maybe overlooked, but just don't necessarily stay a part of the conversation regularly. Talk to me a little bit about how significant the dairy industry component is for the Wisconsin Beef Council and our beef checkoff. You bet, Pam. Well, thank you. And I mean, we we certainly want to recognize that here in Wisconsin, what our beef checkoff investment um, is really coming from is that diversity in our industry and is going to look different than, say, the Nebraska Beef Council, per se, because we do have such a strong dairy industry here. Um, but nationally, we don't have any specific Wisconsin numbers and how that might boil down. But of course, we know that a significant amount of beef that is coming to the marketplace um, about 20% of the total nationally is really derived from the dairy industry. So we all know that that dairy cow's first and foremost purpose is milk production. But eventually she and, of course, her offspring are going to become a part of the nation's beef supply. And our beef checkoff is adding value to that product. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And let's uh, remind them also, their voice is being heard. The Wisconsin Beef Council makes a special effort to include the dairy industry when it comes to programs, board meetings, uh, representation, etc. We do. So the way that Wisconsin Beef Council board members are appointed is that we have a list of organizations 
who um, appoint those representatives. And some of those organizations are very dairy specific. So like Farm First Dairy Co-op or PDPW. But then, of course, we have other organizations who represent a broad spectrum of agriculture in our state. So be it farm, the Farm Bureau um, or Farmers Union organizations have that diversity in their membership. And for instance, right now, Rosie Lizaway is our current president, and Rosie is a dairy farmer herself, appointed by Wisconsin Farm Bureau. So right now, we've got right around 10 board members of our 23 who um, specifically are representing dairy farms across our state. And we want to make for sure that they're not only having that dairy board member representation, but that we as staff and board members are out and about in the countryside attending some of those dairy meetings as well to to put that connection uh to our dairy folks in our state. You know, and it's not just in our state. Uh, didn't Daphne Holterman, a dairy producer from Watertown, didn't she just get done on a national level representation for Wisconsin? That's a great point. So on the Cattlemen's Beef Board, which is um, Daphne just completed a term. She was one of four representatives from Wisconsin that served on the Cattlemen's Beef Board. But when CBB is looking for board representation, they also have dairy and beef and general farm organizations who can all make nominations to serve on that board as well. Excellent. Tammy Vossett in studio with us. She's the executive director of the Wisconsin Beef Council. Always like to point you to their website if you're looking for more information or maybe you want to meet uh, the faces of some of these folks that we're talking about. That's beeftips.com, Wisconsin Beef Council on social media. Now let's talk a little bit though, Tammy. There are no two ways about it. Dairy beef versus uh, straight beef is a different product. It's used in different ways. Channel different markets. So tell me a little bit of how you toggle in supporting those two industries. You bet. Well, you know, no matter what we are doing with the checkoff investment, the goal is to grow demand for beef. So whether that is a beef on dairy cross animal or if it's a straight Holstein or a straight Angus, no matter the breed or type, um, we are working to grow demand for beef through that consumer information promotion and education programs. However, um, a couple of you know very specific areas related to the dairy side, um, there is research that is being conducted by the um, National Cattlemen's Beef Association, who is, of course, a contractor to the Beef Checkoff Program, that is working to um, basically understand the product quality, so what that meat product is going to look like to our consumer and acceptability now that we have that increased use of beef semen in our dairy cattle herd. So one of those project findings, well, the title itself is called Understanding the Influence of Beef on Dairy Crossbred Cattle on eating quality, retail display, and chemical composition in beef strip loins. And so some of the preliminary... um, Results from that research is saying that our beef on dairy cattle produce a product that is similar to native beef cattle in their muscling, carcass length, and retail display attributes, 
while also being similar to the dairy-type cattle from the standpoint of trimness, tenderness, and flavor. So there's there are several research projects that are currently um, being conducted looking at that beef on dairy cross area. And if someone is interested in learning more, more about that, they can go to beefresearch.org and click on product quality. Excellent. Excellent. That's good to know because it has been really uh, an industry that boomed all of a sudden when we talk about uh, beef on dairy. So let's talk a little bit about also what the Wisconsin Beef Council is doing to make sure sometimes there are markets beyond Wisconsin, beyond the United States, that are very attracted to some of these products we're talking about. Uh, the slight differences maybe uh, are attractive to them. And Wisconsin has really tried to be a leader in several regions around the world, introducing consumers to those products. How's that going? Well, we of course know that 96% of our global population resides outside of the United States borders. So um, for more than 10 years, the Wisconsin Beef Council Board has invested some of the checkoff dollars um, with the U.S. Meat Export Federation to grow demand and educate consumers in those foreign markets about the high-quality product that we are producing um, here in the United States. So what we do as a state council is to be able to, we, we really try to get a little bit of feedback from our two packers in Green Bay um, in terms of what types of foreign countries they might see opportunities to grow their exports. Uh, and then we can take those checkoff dollars and invest them into, again, promotion and education programs to inform those consumers, those importers in those areas um, to help us grow that export base. So we've been focusing on Central American region, um, and we know that following a tour about three years ago that Wisconsin Beef Council hosted here, where we took those buyers out to our beef and dairy farms, as well as to our packers in Green Bay, that there was a spike um, in exports from Wisconsin to that Central American region. So it does have an impact um, when you, a, a little bit of education and relationship development goes a long way. Stories matter. Stories matter for sure. Now, it doesn't just end there, though, Tammy. We were also talking about, uh, yes, it's wonderful to visit with those folks in a different region from around the world and attract them in. It's also pretty valuable to make sure that neighbor next door, the mom that's going to the grocery store, the cardiologist, understands what's going on in the beef industry. And I know uh, now that we're kind of getting closer to spring, better weather, uh, your team often works on what we call farm-to-fork tours. Can we we expect more on that in 2023 as well? Absolutely. We're really excited about some of the tours that we're planning for this summer. Um, we, of course, we, we typically take some culinary students from over in that Milwaukee market um, out to both our beef and dairy farms to give them an exposure of the product or how, how that meat product is being raised on farms today and allow them to have that direct one-on-one -on -one converse, conversation with the farmer um, because we know there's so many questions and and so much fewer of our population that has any type of a connection back to a farm. So culinary students are definitely on our radar again this year, but we are also, um, through some efforts that we have been working on with school food service areas this past year, uh, we're going to be taking some of those school food service directors when they are um, attending their convention this summer out to um, 
expose them to our farms here as well. So really excited about those opportunities. Excellent. Again, something to look forward to, that's for sure. And it's all hosted courtesy of your Beef Checkoff dollars. Tammy Vossett in studio with us, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Beef Council. And also don't forget about our partners here on Checkoff Chat, the Equity Livestock Sales Association. If you want to follow up and make sure that you're staying connected, not only with fantastic recipes that can help that beef go farther, but also uh, nutritional questions. If you want to meet a producer from Wisconsin, if you want to stay up to speed on some of those events that are coming up, you can find it all in one place, beeftips.com. It also gives you a chance to interact with the staff if there's specific questions or issues that you're wondering about. They welcome those kinds of inquiries. And again, dairy producers, the message from this program don't forget, you are not lost in this beef uh, marketing positioning. This is all about beef and dairy coming together, especially here in the state of Wisconsin. Like I said, beeftips.com can give you more. Tammy Vossen, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Beef Council, in studio for Checkoff Chats. This is the Mid.